whispers, sonnets. Join me for a sonnet bedtime treat. Hello, it's Kristen Garth, and I am here um, in my crazy house. It's about to get torn apart a lot more tomorrow by the mold remediation people who are coming. So try not to think about that because, um, you know, I, I just have all these fears about um, things that, you know, I was able to save from the hurricane now getting maybe ruined by people tearing apart your house. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put that from my mind because we shouldn't think about stressful things at nighttime like that. But um, speaking of, um, things we shouldn't think of at nighttime, maybe like horror, um, it being Halloween and all, I decided to make this the Shut Your Eyes Succubi episode. And that's a book that I published last year at Halloween time, which was a lot more fun <laughs> of a Halloween because it was before the pandemic and my house wasn't going to be torn apart the next day and all of these things. But, um, a simpler time if you will <laughs> but at the same time I'm I'm trying to get into the Halloween spirit it's why I um in my journal um pink plastic house the haunted dollhouse we're publishing a oh, not the royal we <laughs> uh, me I'm publishing a poem every day from a different poet um, we're already we've already selected up to 25 the 25th of October or they're all filled so I'm really happy with that and it, it does get me in a good mood every day to um, read some more scary fun poetry and I'll pick them and make little um, Halloween images and everything to put them up and so that's kind of me trying to cling on to my love of Halloween because I love that Halloween that holiday better than Christmas and um, so, you know, even when the world is falling apart and chaotic, I, it, it does give me some kind of, um, you know, stability and happiness and joy to like, you know, continue with that tradition. And also work is like that for me. So I've been trying to like load myself up on all these projects of doing things like publishing a different poet every day. And, um, you know, writing a lot myself when I can. And um, I always feel like I'm perpetually behind on everything. I did an interview tonight for Luna Luna that'll be coming up probably in the next couple of weeks. So look forward to that because I think I did, um, I was very explicit and um, forthcoming about a lot of things about my life that I, that I think if you read my books would be of interest to you. So hopefully, <laughs> but um, for now, I'm going to read you a poem from Shut Your Eyes Succubi, which is bedtime stories for bad girls. And I had that idea last year because, um, you know, sometimes in my life, I get bedtime stories, even though I'm, you know, chronologically too old for that, but emotionally I'm, you know, not even close to too old for that. I'm just at that age. So, um, I, um, decided, you know, sometimes in my life I get those and sometimes in my life I don't, you know, and part of my new kind of, you know, trying to take care of myself better is, you know, if I'm not getting something in my life, try to give it to myself. So I wrote this book as kind of a bedtime storybook to myself. And, um, 
different little poems that uh you know <laughs> would appeal to my dark nature and so i'm going to read one to you right now called claudia first prey then pet predator princess from plague of corpses rats white cross black rain wood rot footsteps and smoke deceased cadavers grave resolution to starve you sought rodents stumbled on cries found slovenly cerulean eyes child devoted to a corpse each aches for arms tragedy withdrew imbued paternity their bond devout Resolve to keep her safe in hand, but she is something you don't understand. Aware, an animal who shed her baby teeth. The curls hide monster underneath. Her snare, her thirst for life is selfish, childlike, new. She seeks the beauty of the beast in you. And this poem, you know, obviously is about Claudia from Interview with the Vampire, which for my experience would be the movie because I have never read an Anne Rice book. And um, I mean, so I'm not getting down on you if you have, I'm not, I don't have an opinion of her books because I've never tried to read them. But I did, I did see that movie and I was so in love with the character of Claudia because I relate to that so much. I feel like in a way I'm the opposite, you know, like she's a little girl. Um, body but a woman's soul and I feel like I'm very womanly body but a little girl soul and it I, but I feel equally trapped in the ways that she is and I could probably write a whole book about that I mean I think I've written a, a lot of things about that but it's just um, you know it's very bittersweet to me in a lot of ways because you know it's a challenge <laughs> so um now look at me I'm gonna cry again I'm like this podcast lately it's like um I should have like a drinking game about if I cry on the podcast because it's happening too much lately in weird times too <laughs> me talking about a little girl vampire but anyway um the next poem I'm gonna read to you is one that um I wrote um it was kind of a challenge and it's uh, one that I wrote on a weird subject and it's kind of funny because I'm watching this um, show now called The Vow and I don't know if you know anybody out there is watching it but like I love true crime and I need to do another true crime like book or podcast or something because I I what that's all I watch is stuff like that and I watched um, um, my friend Marissa got me into this um, you know, this case, I had never even heard about it, about, um, uh, Rainier, Keith Rainier, um, uh, Rainier, I think, you know, um, but he is, uh, like, was the head of Nexium, and, you know, it was just a, basically a big con, but, you know, he, like, got, you know, conned a lot of famous people, including Alice and Mac, who, um, with him together, they got all these women to brand themselves, well, you know, be branded in their honor with their initials and everything, and, uh, you know, it's just so, like, watching it, I mean, you know, that's just one of those things in life I never, you know, I have done some wild things in my life, but I do not want to ever be branded, you know, and, um, I don't even have tattoos, so I can't imagine, you know, but, um, it, you know, anyway, one day, I had, used to have this poetry writing group, 
and it was on not even on it was on on Twitter it was on a writing website where people um when I first came back to writing I um, started on a site called Scribafile and you can join little groups and different things and because I was writing a lot about BDSM and sexual things I made a group for people that were writing doing sex writing and we would kind of prompt each other with wild prompts just to kind of push you which is what I love about prompts because you know sometimes I mean they could say you know I could say right now I'm looking, staring at a medical chart of the digestive system, and so there's your prompt, you know, and you never, and like to me, some of the best poems that I've ever written were written by prompts of things I would never have probably thought of on my own, but like, you know, it, somehow when I forced myself to go there, you know, it, it, something really good happened. So anyway, in this writing group, one of the people said, you know, write a poem about being branded in any way you know and and it this was before this case had even come out and I or that I was familiar with it if it had happened I don't know but anyway I just you know it was a really hard one for me to get my head around like you know how to write a poem about somebody being branded but I think I did a good job <laughs> it's one of my favorite poems and because I because it's very much about Puritans and I love to write things where people are shown for their hypocritical natures so anyway, this is Zenobia. A wedding which you waited for a year. Her innocence reward for yours so new. A decade since your demon disappeared. Depravity in dreams you still review. The night a dress of white reveals a thigh. With burned in bud you water with your tears. A teenage lark, so casual, her lie. A honey cup you suckled at for years. Zenobia, their harlots marked with flame. A house that haunts your head each night you sleep. You drank their naked nectar marked with shame. This face once made you smile now makes you weep. Your fingers trace a story petals tell. Your angel bears the bell-shaped mark of hell. And so, yeah, I just had fun about writing about a Puritan man who would think, you know, even though he's done all these bad things, he's going to marry this virgin bride that he's been guaranteed. And, you know, and in this place he's gone to, in his past, Zenobia, they brand the um, prostitutes. And, um, and she when he on their wedding night he finds the tiny little brand you know that he only knows because he was there but of course that wouldn't matter you know like to puritan man you know it wouldn't it, it wouldn't um bother i mean it would bother him a lot so anyway that's another bedtime story from shut your eyes succubi and i'm gonna read a sexy one now and it's called Bedtime Story. I want it with a glass of milk, a poke of nipples through a slip of silk, velvet ribbon in my dark hair. This tale bespoke I must prepare await you, angelic. 
You found a woman, saw the girl, whispers in bed, a, a bed bound tight, unfurls. The plot, conquest in princess deep. The rise, whimpers, relieved in my sleep, your words have wrought. I fetishize this part of day, daydream in socks, the things you'll say, a chapter next or story new, some dialogue, a theme we will pursue, subtext beget, begets great sex. The best part happens when you say the end, undress me sleepy, make me play, pretend. <laughs> and that poem right there really sums up why I wrote this book is, you know, I just love the power of, of the ritual of like a bedtime story and taking that very like, you know, childlike ritual and bringing it into a, um, you know, adult world because, um, you know, <laughs> they can have bedtime stories as adults too and they can be a lot of fun, you know and intriguing and I've had some very good bedtime stories in my adult life so you know here's I was like where's my drink but I'm drinking I was gonna cheers but it's a Capri Sun lemonade so that's very um woman child cheers okay <laughs> so um next I think I will read let's see Um, I'm going to read Basement Girl. And this is, you know, a poem about the dark side of me that, you know, likes to be in basements and likes to wait for um, <laughs> good things that happen. But anyway, <laughs> here's a dirty poem. Basement Girl. My heart you hide in candlelight. A lust to visit late at night steep steps of stone you sneak below discreet desire that's just your own i contemplate you with my moans my touches daylight all alone across a quilt of patchwork squares imagined stalk of feet on stairs my pleasures count time lost, a clock. I'm open when you turn the lock. My thighs embrace you, bind you tight inside my hostage through the night. Relentless pounds, my ravishment replete. Captive denied request to sleep. My hunger has no bounds. I care nothing about your life outside. Your basement girl in candlelight will hide. And <laughs> I just like the feeling of that poem about feeling like um, you have this secret lust with someone and you know, you're always waiting for them to come back from the outside world. Um, and I also like how it um, plays with like the expectations of you know the trope like you hear the words basement girl and you know 
true crime, I mean, you think bad connotations, but, you know, that doesn't mean that it's, you know, obviously in true crime it's non-consensual, but it, you know, in this connotation it's very consensual, and it's very, um, you know, the girl is the one who is like, I care nothing about your life outside, I don't, you know, I don't want to hear about that, you know, in, she's more in charge, actually, in that world, you know, in the world of the basement, and, you know, kind of topping from the bottom, <laughs> and, um, and I think I've been there, you know, but, um, I think I'll find one more poem to read, and then I'm going to try to go to sleep, because tomorrow's going to be a crazy day here, but I could use one more bedtime story before I go, and so, let's see, I'm going to read a poem that's going to make me emotional, because this one is just, you know, um, kind of how I feel a lot lately with um, any kind of you know, like, my sexuality is, like, you know, I'm still, I like, crave dark things, but I'm also very, I feel very fragile as a person right now, and, you know, this is a poem about that kind of fragility, too. Purple, for Harold, from the, from the abused muses, crayons everywhere. Hold me so gentle, while we play pretend. Outline a sky with my viscera, shaped into a friend. Unpeel me, careful, skin my skeleton. Paper wound around grape wax gelatin. Discard my defenses, pick me, slick up between two fingers, a thumb. My paraffin softening, candlestick creating you a sun of innards, plum pigmented, familiar, despised, released with ease to tile while closing your eyes, sleep on lavender stars, my blood drew each piece with purple flesh from fresh thuds while I keep waiting, awakening to your mistake. Hold me as gentle as if I could break. And I'm going to go to sleep now and find one of my stuffed animals and cuddle with it. And I hope all of you guys do too. And I hope you had a good bedtime story. And I will see you next week on Kristen Whispers Sonnets. And for now, good night. Sonnet Bedtime Treat